on last week's Irrevelations. Listen, man, I'm about to kick your ass. What you got to do is give me all your gold, all your wives, and just your hottest wives and children. May the gods deal with me ever so severely if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men a handful. God damn. Moses, fucking mountain. Joshua, fucking mountains. All they talk about is mountains. He's a mountain god. So he says, all right, well, if they come peacefully, then take them alive. However, if they've come out here for war... Also, take them alive. Honestly, and I'm not telling God his business, of course. That's not my role. But I think you could have just done the whole bandage thing and not had a prophet get eaten by a lion. You won't like me when I'm angry, and I always am. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Listen the The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I always liked it when parents absolutely threatened to just fuck up a kid. Oh, yeah. I always like that. I will fucking beat you bloody and raw. I'm like, God damn, there's something just about... Mm, there's something about <laughs> threatening. I will fucking lynch you from a tree. I'd be like, God damn, Dad. You got... <laughs> That's you can't say that anymore. You can't say that anymore. I am five. He's like, you were the worst fucking sunflower in that play. And when we get home, I'm going <laughs> to strangle you. And I'm like, whoa. You know, there's just something about that. that mm, mm. Do you know what I feel like you missed out on because you were yeah. born too soon? Okay. If you were a Zoomer, if you'd been born early 2000s, mid 2000s, you right. know, aughts. Right. You could have been totally, anytime your dad tried to do something to you, you could have like taking a stance as a POC against him. Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, you're treating a, a mixed race person uh, like this? I should have. If I thought about it, if I thought about it, I, I missed my, I missed my, I was trying to explain to people, like, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, there are instances where it is possible to be too woke. Now, yeah. the George Floyd protests, I'm not going to say they're too woke, but you ever been in a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, well, things were different in the early 2000s, you know? You, you treated gays differently. You treated minorities yeah. differently. It was funnier. But it was different, you know. Now it's like too much. The guy was like, the guy was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. I, I, I thought things were pretty cool. Racism's a new thing that I just noticed, and it's all really bad. Like, shut up! Man. I just figured it out. Just shut up, man. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain to you, but culture was different, and casual racism was more acceptable. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying it was part of the zeitgeist. You know? Yeah. I mean, I still do uh, very casual racism, like this morning. Okay. You saw what I posted in the Discord, right? I refer to bagel bites as a traditional Italian, Italian breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's hope, on a bagel. It's breakfast. I it's hope, Italian. I feel like this Black Lives Matter protest and this George Floyd thing, I hope that it's like a fist smashing on the membrane of society and that it will reverberate out, solving a lot of problems. But then as we heal, some problems come back. Just a little bit of problems. Some things that are funny. You know, I, I want, I, I enjoy. I'm going to go on record by saying light racism is sometimes funny. I don't want to strangle anybody, but I do think it's fun to make fun of, like, Finnish people. When I get the opportunity to make fun of the Dutch, that's fine, you know. Well, I, I yeah, as, a du- as a Dutch person, I think it's okay. You know. I personally want to go on record and say, no, I don't want to be racist. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, you can't really understand because you're white as the driven snow, but being mixed race can offer a lot of funny situations, you know? Okay, okay. You know, like, uh, I remember one time I was at work and I had, uh, this is fucked up, but I was at work and I was like, oh, I gotta do, so-. I went shopping on my lunch break and bought a bunch of raw chicken. And, like, as I'm coming in, I was like, I wonder if it's cool for me just to take a bunch of raw chicken and put it in the same lunch fridge everyone's fucking sandwiches are. And I was like, well, too late now. What am I going to do? Leave it in the car? So I put it in the lunch fridge. And someone was like, what's that about? Like, are you are you going to make that for lunch? And I was like, oh, yeah, because I didn't want to let them know that I was just storing using, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. storage. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's my lunch. I'm going to microwave that later. And they were like, uh, you know. 
What would have been awesome if this turned into a situation where you had to double down and actually do it? Well, I did. Like, the person oh. was like, the guy's like, you're going to microwave those uh, hot wings? I was like, of course. And they're like, <laughs> how are you going to do that? I was like, you've never had a Mexican Thanksgiving? You know? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you just, didn't follow through, right? Yeah, it would just be me and my abuela just putting five pounds of, of wings <laughs> into the microwave for 15 minutes. And that's, uh, you know, that's Thanksgiving down south. I don't know if... I don't know how you guys do things up here, you gringos. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, it could be fun. Uh, th- th- this current racism we're dealing with is no good. There needs to be a happy medium where we can all have a good time with it. Oh, God. They're def- I-, I Googled it while we were talking. There are definitely recipes online for cooking chicken in a microwave from raw. <laughs> that's, have- that's really sad. Really? You know, I'm picturing, I'm picturing like a college student in their dorm. All they have is a microwave. And somehow they came across some raw chicken. I'm not going to ask how. <laughs> That's not my business. But they yeah. have it now. They I've never actually it. tried it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I do remember, like, I, 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 who knows? Things get glamorized. But I remember, like, a documentary that was saying that when the microwave first came out, people just absolutely thought you could cook anything with it. Like, it oh, was like no. A, like, you're just trying to do a Thanksgiving turkey in a fucking microwave, you know? What were we talking about? Racism in America? Yeah, we're going to solve it. This podcast, but yeah, it's. Pretty yeah, I think ridiculous. we will. I think we could. Do you think racism will be solved by the time we finish the Bible? Do you think um, us finishing the Bible will solve racism? If if we as a podcast can convince people to start killing cops, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is that one of it. the. Uh, I mean, we talk about we talk about violence against police officers a lot on this podcast. We feel very strongly about it, but yeah, uh, I am smart. surprised at how peaceful the protests have been. I mean, yes, they're, they. Uh, I think a lot of people have been unjustly directing their anger towards Best Buys and Apple stores and uh, no, you know, I don't Dodge dealerships. When you these, know, corp- these corporate these corporate entities fucking fund police departments locally, fuck them. Oh yeah, care. all right, okay. There was a they little. Do. There was a little Caesar's Pizzeria that sponsored the uh, police baseball team here in the area. Let's Every fucking little, get them. I, fine, show me one little Caesar's that should exist. <laughs> I remember. I remember like the Dominoes uh, paid for a placard on the baseball field that some of the police would have their softball games on, and I had. I literally ordered a pizza from Domino's. When he showed up, I ambushed him, and I fucking stole the pizza and held the gun and I shot him in the elbow. You know, and I said, I mean, that's, you're joking. I was like, but. I was like, this is for, this is for all the fucking crimes your people have done against my people, you know? Yeah. So. I think you think you did something there. You didn't. I, I did. Agree. I, I, I was like, I was like, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to go back. He's going to tell his kind, hey, lay off half Mexicans. I Just half that. Mexicans. That's the only kind where it's good enough. I mean, cor- corporate entities really do have, like, partnerships with police where they kind of get, like, a preferential treatment for certain investigations and response time and shit like that. I know. No. I mean, I know the Mexican restaurant it's- by my house, they deal drugs out the back. So Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> kind of fishy. Okay. There's POCs that they should crack down on. Okay, all right. Yeah, drugs are very bad. Drugs, drugs have been uh, going into places and shooting people up for a long time now. Yeah. I once choked on a Xanax pill, and I, <laughs> okay, okay. I, thought, I thought someone better put an end to this. We need to have a prohibition on uh, the drug war is what we need to have. Oh, well, let's not get political. What do you care? Yeah. Because <sighs> I like doing drugs. Yeah, you're just angry about question. it interfering with your supply. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, know, you, know uh, what, you know what? You know what? Something that I don't stand behind? Eminent what? domain, which Ooh, is yeah. a uh, topic we're going to cover today in the Bible. Ooh, okay. I was going to go off on civil forfeiture, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, same shit. That kind of works, too. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, an authoritarian dictator abusing his power over his citizens for their property, which is uh, another Calling in the National Guard on a vineyard, in fact. (laughs) Let's get into it, though. Uh, Another way that the Bible relates to everyday problem. There's not a single problem that you can relate to. Before we get too started, I want to mention that I, I, I've been just fucking with people on Facebook. I'm finally back on Facebook, getting political. I had three drinks. I'm back on there. Hell just picking yeah. fights with people I went to high school with. But um, 
One of my favorite videos is where they're like trying to pin Trump down and be like, so you say the Bible's like your favorite book. He's like, totally. And they're like, what's your like, what's a verse that you like? He's like, that's too personal. I can't get into that. You know, you know that's in our fucking intro. I know it's I in know. our intro, that line, but I didn't, I, I never actually saw the full video. I just, I, I kind of just heard the clip out of context. But one of my favorite things was they're just trying to get any information about the Bible, which if you've ever talked to any Christian, they can't jerk off enough about it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so just that. But there's so there's that absurdity to it. But one of my favorite things, they're like, so what's your favorite? Like the New Testament, the Old Testament is like equal, you know, the same. There's a both. You know, I was like, God damn, this guy is fucking dumb. <laughs> like, you, can't, you can't even answer that question correctly. You can't just come up with something. You, you haven't like, even context saw, clues your way into that one. Yeah, even. you couldn't. You, you haven't seen a Hallmark Christmas movie that you couldn't possibly try to twirl into an answer. New Testament is always safer, as we're, again, learning today. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> because like, there is some anus shit. Anyone, like, because obviously he hasn't read it. Obviously he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Obviously yeah. it's a prop. But uh, no, that was, picture like, he took was pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> Old Testament, New Testament, they're all the same. It's all the same. It's It's God, right? It's God doing God shit to God's people, and we're about to get into that. So, yeah. We are. Uh, for uh, those who aren't paying attention somehow, this is the Revelations podcast. Uh, we're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. I'm Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Deluski. And we are on episode ooh, 89, let's say. And, I like that. And, I, and I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. In these uncertain times, oh, no. you know, police shooting homeless guys in the head, not like they normally do, but this time getting filmed, you know, yeah. and it's causing all this outrage, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a good time that we have the Bible to sort of help us through these these tumultuous <laughs> period of time, and we're going to get into that today with uh, First Kings. We're going to play. What would uh, Ahab do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, like Cole said, we're in First Kings. We are actually going to finish the book this time. I know we promised that last time. Came up short. I swear to Trump, we will get this done. I swear to Trump. I swear on my Trump Bible that I'm holding. Oh man, is that a thing? We'll find out later. Anyways, we're in chapter 21. There's only two chapters left in First Kings. Uh, they're pretty uh, fucked up, but we're going to we're gonna we blaze go. through this shit. And I, I think what's fun is I think – so Jezebel was mentioned previously, yeah. and the context is kind of she's a bitch. You know, she's, she's got – She's definitely a, a harlot, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I like my own gods, get fucked, come over here and lick my toes or whatever the fuck her problem is. Ooh, and she shit. doesn't like Elijah. She hunts down. She doesn't like to be questioned. Real, a real nasty woman. Correct. Uh, you get some some shady vibes from her. Now, we're introducing a new character. The last couple episodes, we've kind of stuck with the same little group of folks. There's a new guy on the scene. His name is Naboth. Naboth? Naboth? Let's call him, let's call him Naboth. Naboth. Let's make it as hard so as Nab- possible. <laughs> Naboth uh, involves... This involves a vineyard that he owns. Um, he's a Jezreelite, which if you want to figure out what that is, you can Google it. Um, and there's a little incident that's going to take place today. So he's in Jezreel. He's got this vineyard set up, and it's pretty close to Ahab's palace, uh, who, of course, is the king uh, based in Samaria, the king of Israel, right? The, the northern people. Right. So Ahab sees this vineyard all the time, right? It's right by his palace. And he's like, hey, Naboth, uh can I have a vineyard like uh, to use it as like a vegetable garden? It's right by my palace. Um, in exchange, I'll give you a better vineyard somewhere else, right? We'll set you up. It's going to take care of it's you. It's a pretty fair deal. To be honest, it on its face, he goes, hey, I'm Ahab. I have my, 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 uh, what do you call it? Palace? Whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck they're uh, analogous to a palace at this time. He's like, I have a big ass palace right next to my home is your big ass vineyard. I'm the kind of the king of Israel. I won some wars. I fought some people. I've killed some dudes. Yeah. Uh, can I just have this land because it's so convenient to me? And since, you know, who the fuck cares about you and where you well, live? Why don't you just buy a – I'll give you a better vineyard somewhere else, just not near he actually, you. He, he offers him two options. He says, I'll either give you a better vineyard elsewhere or I'll pay you whatever you think this is worth. Now, on its face, totally fair. That's a good offer. That would be a fair that would be a fair if I was in my home and someone was like, "Hey, I bought the house next door. I want to turn my fu- I want to turn your house into like a mother-in-law suite. I will yeah. pay you I will Slate buy quarters. you a better house somewhere else 
or yeah. you know give you double the price of what you think it's worth whatever i'd be like that's a pretty cool deal you know yeah, yeah i, I probably it. wouldn't do what naboth does especially if it was the king of israel probably not um it's hard for us to to imagine what having a king is like but this might help so naboth for <laughs> the fuck we're calling him naboth, <laughs> naboth. replies replies to ahab naboth. the lord forbid that i should give you the inheritance of my ancestors now is this true? What do you think? I I, I don't know. It, it's kind of coming up like the old dude from Up. You know, they're like, listen, yeah. man, we'll give you whatever the fuck you want. You got a shitty little house. He's like, why don't you go eat my ass? And they're like, all right, well, okay, <laughs> we man, I feel like we're being reasonable and we have guns. Like, <laughs> I don't know. bringing the gimp. He wants his ass to eat. <laughs> you know, it's like, 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 so do we, do we agree that with the narrative of the story coming from, you know, obviously Ahab's point of view kind of that he's like hey man i'll give you whatever you want i'll give you whatever you want for that vineyard i'll i'll, I'll suck your dick and the guy's like no and he's like all right well shit he, now you got now he you doesn't just say no again he specifically says the lord has forbidden me from selling giving away what have you this property it's for my uh inherit the people that will inherit it from me oh. now, here's the crazy part I'm I thought wondering. when he says the Lord forbid, I don't think he's implying that God specifically told him you got to have that vineyard. I think it's just like a colloquial. No, I think you know, that, like I'll be goddamned if I'll let you fuck my daughter. <clears throat> you know, he capital L'd this one, dude. Oh. I think he's. I think this is real. He's saying the Lord forbid him from. Uh, I don't know. Did that show up in concordance I, at all? Mine doesn't mention it except to say that Ahab's be uh, that Ahab's being a prick. Um, it's more of a judgment on Ahab's character, this, this area. But to me, I interpret it as the guy just being stubborn, like the guy from up, you know, where he's like, no, that's my father's land. He gave it to me. We've worked on this vineyard. It's really important to me. I don't want to give it to you. And there's probably some, I mean, I don't remember anything specifically in the Deuteronomical chapters that specifically state that you can't give land. Pump the brakes. And persisting in his refusal, Naboth was not actuated by any feelings of disloyalty or disrespect to the king, but solely from a conscientious regard to the divine law, which for important reason had prohibited the sale of paternal inheritance, Leviticus 25-23 or Numbers 36-7. So he's actually not appealing to the God specifically spoke to him, but rather he's uh, referring to their older laws that did say you can't be passing around land. It's not yours, right? You're holding it now for your paternal line See, yeah that's what i was saying I, I i didn't remember the specific line but i'm pretty yeah. sure that the whole point was they did like they divvied up the land amongst 12 tribes and then the 12 tribes divvied up their land and then and the whole reason Set for that perpetuity whole, the whole reason for that whole thing like well if you only have daughters then they got to split it up is that this is your land this belongs to yeah. your fathers forever you can't just the turn it into fucking condos and divvy it up and sell it the stupid part is, though, that he's going to get some better land. I mean, you got to play ball at some point. Yeah. You know? I mean, where's that land even coming from? He's like, listen, man, I will kill a couple of Judites, and I'll give you a vineyard. Be like, all right, yeah, and, I'm, I'm down. And this is way up north. This would have been land that they didn't occupy until later. It, it, Samaria has been passed around even, I think. I, so it's unlikely that this guy's been and there then for long. When you also think about instances in the Bible, like I'm trying to think about the way David divvied up Saul's land. Yeah. You know, like he was constantly taking it away and giving it to someone else and fucking oh, yeah. someone over. By the way, your servant now has these land or some shit. Like it does. Oh, oh now land rights are so fucking important. Now yeah. it's some divine law that you can't just give up your vineyard. You know? Yeah, it's definitely uh, a law of convenience whenever it helps the, the narrative yeah. here, I think. We were giving out land like tickets at a Chuck E. Cheese a minute ago. And now you're telling me, oh, sorry, can't be done. The yeah, Lord forbid I, I don't it. think so. Especially since they have a jubilee specifically for land re to return to its rightful owners. <laughs> so who knows? Um, so yeah, it doesn't make sense. Regardless, Naboth, hard no on this yeah. one to the king. The king, of course, is a coward, doesn't do anything about it. Which, I mean, good on him. I wish we had more. You know, Ahab, the man who was just about to throw his wives to an enemy <laughs> army to save his neck. He listens to Naboth. He's fucking cool. Ahab's a funny fucking dude. Like, I, I just he's think fine. about him, like, giving up his wives for nothing. And then they're like, well, we're going to come touch your stuff, too. He's like, that's too far. And he's like, can I have your vineyard? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, I can't do anything right. 
So Ahab goes all sullen, it says, back to his palace. And, of course, Jezebel comes across him. And I, you can just tell, this is the woman who's always looking for a way to stir up trouble. It's not a, it's not a female trait, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dudes do this, too. I'm just saying, that's all she does. Is she goes around looking for some shit. And she sees him sad, and she's like, oh, hell yeah. I, I imagine to Ahab's this. just sitting in the bubble bath, having a cry with a glass of wine. Jezebel walks over, lifts one leg up, pees standing up. And it's like, what are you fucking crying about, you know? It's about right. Oh, yeah, like just, the scene in uh, Step Brothers. Yeah, it just splashes <laughs> all over the fucking toilet. And he's like, she's like, what are you bitching about? He's like, Naboth won't give me his vineyard for money. It's a good, it's a good scene. So she... uh yeah, he tells her what's up, and she says to him, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'm going to get you that motherfucking vineyard. Yeah. She's like, that <laughs> Which magician honestly is made also a fool cool. of you. you know? <laughs> it's kind of badass. I yeah. like her. I, I mean, I... I unfortunately in my relationship I have to be the raw bitch and it gets tiring, you know. I've always got to be bad cop, but it, I, I I understand it. You know, I'm like, what? What did that bus driver say to you? <laughs> Where did he make you sit? He said this. He said I can't use my Seattle bus pass in San Francisco. I'm like, show me to him. <laughs> where, go, where do the kids go? Where do his kids go to school? <laughs> Fuck! I swear to God, he's gonna laugh when I throw his grandfather's head on his driveway. You're like that's. <laughs> That's a lot, but I'm glad I have you as my, I'm glad you're on my side, Jezebel. <laughs> For sure. So she sets in motion a plan. Uh, she writes a letter in Ahab's name, all right, with, with his Ahab fucking seal. seal on it. Yeah. Yes. So it looks like it's from the king. I have a feeling she is pretty good at this at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so she writes this letter and sends it to the elders and nobles who live in Naboth City with him, which... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is basically next door, right? Isn't that where he fucking lives with his vineyard? Well, so to to sum up, to to make sure people aren't lost. So Jezebel hears that Ahab's like, oh, he won't give me his vineyard, and she's like, you went about it all wrong. Asking this guy, you're the fucking king. That's not how kings do shit. Let's show you how kings do shit by your queen doing it for you. So she writes a letter to the elders. Yeah, of of uh, Naboth's village which is again they're in i mean we don't know that they're next door but it, they're in the yeah. village they're elders and basically states that according to the king of israel naboth has profaned god correct you know so she writes here's what you're gonna do have a day of fasting seat naboth in a prominent place among the people so he thinks he's getting the the old cushy treatment right but then have a couple scoundrels sit on the other side of the table and call him out for profaning god Right. And then the people get mad and, you know, mob this, justice. Yeah. This is like when you take out an ad in the New York Times demanding the return Ooh. of the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit. No <laughs> so anyway. So, so basically, Jezebel decides that instead of asking like a bitch, you're going to frame him for murder. Hell yeah. Well, well murder for, of for God's honor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 accuse him of blasphemy and frame him for it so not only does she write a letter under the king's seal to all the elders being like by the way naboth is a bad dude but they want to have a nice prominent public location where they can have two people be like hey I, that's naboth that guy likes to profane god let's get his ass <laughs> it could be fun you know those kind of things can be good for a this is i mean this is the second instance where a woman has falsely accused a guy of a crime it almost I mean I know we're supposed to believe all women but I think the Bible stands against that. Yes, the Bible definitely. I don't think the, the Bible, Bible believes is, women ever. No, the Bible is specifically targets women as deceivers. I mean, for every step of the way this yeah. has happened. I, I yeah. If you're paying attention, <laughs> yeah. women only lie and cajole and uh, de- like deceive. So par for the course for for Jezebel here. Uh all right. In fact, it's such a big deal when a woman doesn't do that that they name a book after her, and that's <laughs> This is one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the elders get the note. They do what they're told. You know, they have the, the little fasting and seat him. And Why do people sit down together for a fast? You do that for a feast, but what, you're sitting down not I eating don't know. together? Yeah, that'd be like, Whatever. oh, hey, man, do you want to go to the bar and not drink? I'm like, no. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong, dude? So they get, they do what they're supposed to. 
the the two scoundrels are like, oh, Naboth cursed God and the king. And uh, they take him outside, stone to death. Bada bing, bada boom. That's how you handled it That's back how you then. do it. He's like, oh, guess what? I guess there's no one to own that vineyard anymore. I guess it's free game now. Which is funny, because the whole point of Naboth keeping it was that it would go to other people in his lineage. Right. Doesn't really add up. Nah, well, I guess this shouldn't have solved anything. Maybe, maybe it was like some kind of JFK conspiracy. Like you know, like the you know, like like as they're stoning him to death, the king comes out and be like, "By the way, guys, this was over that vineyard, so I would just shut the fuck." Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to be next in line, yeah. if you want to take down the CIA, really, by all means. really makes you think, doesn't it? If you're gonna shoot at the CIA, you better not miss. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, as soon as Jezebel hears that Naboth was dead, she goes to Ahab. Hey. It's yours. Fucking move in before squatters take it, you know? You got to do that. I think it also sets the stage that, you know, there's been plenty of precedents that when people piss off God, the king will be like, and you know what? Just to make God extra happy, I'm going to take his land from him. You know, fuck his ancestors. You know, (laughs) when when you think about, like, all the precedent where, like, God's like, by the way, all your kids are going to get eaten by dogs and shit. There's a lot, you know, again, we're so caring so deeply about fucking land rights. But then the second you fuck up, you know, and spare the wrong king, then. Yeah, bizarre that uh, even back then property was considered uh, more to be protected than human life. Kind of bizarre. Yeah, interesting Um, that. Okay, so, meanwhile, you know, cutscene to uh, elsewhere in Israel, the Lord comes to our old friend Elijah the Tishbite. God comes to him, he says, listen, go to Ahab, you know, who rules in Samaria, in case you forgot who the fuck Ahab was. Right, yeah. Somehow, God is does not have well, a lot of faith I want, in Well, if I'm Elijah, this is the third time I've confronted Ahab now yeah. you know yeah. and he's like hey remember how that ahab guy and elijah's like yeah yeah he's like by the way he's the king in samaria you're like still didn't <laughs> god, i maybe that's why god said it yeah he's like wait a minute the, the guy that i did that whole big thing where i killed 400 of his priests and you lit a whole thing you just and he's just still loose him, right he's like god i thought you were gonna get rid of him yeah god's like yeah. well we investigated him internally we decided to give him a pass <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Indeed, yeah, indeed. Like, I just feel like, how many times is this guy going to do the same old shit? You just keep giving past. Like, you don't understand the union these kings have, all right? <laughs> I'm fucking, I got empowerless against these goddamn unions, all right? <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, God, God says to Elijah, go and say to him that, have you not murdered a man and seized his property? And say to him that this is what the Lord says. In the place where the dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, yours. So we're on threat level now. We're like getting into the... Wasn't, wasn't he telling him that he was going to die too and that your kids were going to get eaten in the fields and shit? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like I had a boss that would threaten to fire me over nothing. That was just his way. You know, like he'd be like, hey, by the way, if your desk isn't cleaned from all that cluttery paper by Tuesday, that you will be punished up to including termination. I was like, well, I'm just, you know, but then now it's like every little thing. He's like, by the way, I saw that the the light was left on the bathroom. This is a terrible waste of electricity up to and including termination. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do any of it. Then (laughs) You're going to fire me. Just fucking fire me. But obviously, you know. So what you're saying is that Ahab isn't going to learn from his lessons because God isn't doing shit about yeah, it. And in fact, it's helping him win wars yeah. against other it's kids. like, I might so. have to kill all your kids. This ain't new <clears throat> to me, God. This is the yeah. 15th time you said you're going to kill my kids. Either do it or don't. Yeah, uh, precisely. So Elijah goes out and finds Ahab. Ahab sees him. He's like, oh, you have found me, my old nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the just the sort of general. It just seems like Ahab is such a... I almost want to say tortured. He's got a bitch wife that just doesn't respect him. Correct. He doesn't get respect from anybody. And no. he's just a Jerry type. You know, they're like, I got to come in there and take your fucking wife. He's like, all right. I don't know. Just please don't hurt me. And like then said, the wife Mr. that he's Bean. got sucks. You know, <laughs> just beats him up a little bit. And total, then, total Mr. Bean. You know, for a king, he's still basically the lowest man in Israel. He's like, I can't even get a fucking vineyard. And now here comes Elijah, basically a hobo, come to shit on my life again. I I really do. I am a huge fan of Ahab just because he's not a bad guy. He just lets bad people do things. And I also love Jezebel because, 
She's the most empowered woman we've seen yet. In oh the yeah, she she pees standing up, and oh, yeah. Ahab pees standing down. I don't down. think that, that he sits no, down. She pees sitting down. Just does it cool. <laughs> just does it cool. I imagine yeah, you don't have to make women's things manly. I imagine she sprays her period blood on the wall like as a statement. Yeah. Okay. And so what was happening? <laughs> like was a fucking <laughs> squid sprayed ink okay, to okay. affect Good. a predator. You know. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, Ahab sees Elijah coming. He's like, "Oh, it's my old enemy." And Elijah says to him, yeah, I found you uh, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, God says that he is going to bring disaster on you, that he is going to wipe out your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, which, of course, cutting off uh, every last male from Israel is basically a Tuesday for God. He likes to do this shit to people. It's like the eighth time he's done it this book. Yeah. He says, I'm going to make your house like that of Jeroboam or that of Bashah, of course, who were both wiped out uh, because you have aroused my anger. And concerning Jezebel, dogs are going to eat the fuck out of her. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the side note, but dogs are going to like, eat Jezebel. Even in the last chapter, the last chapter ended with a prophet you'll be like, ha ha, it was me the whole time. By the way, dogs are going to eat you. And he's like, all right. And he just goes home. So, yeah, you know, again, the, the, these threats. Well, let's just, we're building up to the the biggest fucking bullshit of it all. So, um, because, you know, basically the Bible then has a quick parenthetical that there was never anyone like Ahab who was so shitty that was allowed to do such evil because he was a sellout and let his wife push him around. Yeah. The Bible just tells us that as if we didn't already know it. And it says, when Ahab heard these words from Elijah, he tore his clothes, he put on sackcloth, and he fasted. He lay in the sackcloth and went around meekly. Because, again, he that's just all he knows. Yeah, he's just, a, he's to, just weak. Yeah. Weak and pathetic. So, so then God came back to Elijah after this all happened. And he said, you know, Elijah, this is no shit. This is like God's uh, speech pattern here. Have you noticed how Ahab had humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself. You know what? I'm not going to bring disaster on him in his day. I'm going to I'm gonna wait until the days of his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I saw the way. It's like, it's like okay, you just had nights of horrific brutality. You fucked up your citizens. And then the next morning, you take a photo up holding a Bible upside down. And God's like, you know what? I'm all right now. We're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to actually exact vengeance only on the freakishly tall Baron Trump. Have you seen that kid shoot up? It's very weird. Uh, yeah. Google him. He's gone up like a couple feet. I've noticed I've like- noticed a lot of comments involving shooting up and Baron Trump. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, God uh, is going to punish Baron now instead of Donald for those of you who want to uh, hear the modern version of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The point is, is like, it's like, hey, your wife is a bitch. You've killed a man for his property. You spared the one king. You've dragged us into Israel. You're the most evil king, the most evil king in all time. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I put a sackcloth on me? And he's like, I can't be mad at you, Ahab. <laughs> <laughs> what if it turned out that this whole time Trump just like wanted to play video games and that's all he's been doing and Melania's been like calling all the shots? <laughs> all the shots you know? That would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. Okay. So that's the end of chapter 21. We've got one more chapter to go. We got time to do it. The conditions are perfect. Uh, chapter 22 of First Kings. So chapter 22. Uh, three years have passed since the war with Syria. Three years of peace. Just perfect times. Ahab's just living the best days. No issues. Yep. He's yep, doing enjoying great. his new vegetable garden. He wore a sack once. It's cool. He has a vegetable yep. garden. Get fucked. God don't care. Um, in the third year, like at the end of that third year, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, goes up to visit the king of Israel. Correct. Um, and the king of Israel said to his servants, do you know that Ramoth in Gilead is ours? but we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So basically he's like, you know, that's our fucking land. And we got a bunch of, I guess, pre-Palestinians just soaking it up in there. That's correct. Um, So he's a little concerned about it. And sure enough, Jehoshaphat had just showed up from Judah. So Ahab looks over at King Jehoshaphat and he says, hey, you want to go with me and and fight and take it back? Like, you know, old time. Hey, we're all Israelites, right? Jehoshaphat says, sure, you know, we're, we're... we're the same people. My people are your people. My horses are your horses, of course. We've we're got all, a common We're all enemy. Jews. Right. We're all Jews. Right. He says, but first, seek counsel with the Lord before we, like, go run, you know. You remember, Judah is, like, a much more godly nation down there. They're, they actually, like, play by the rules. And they have, they have the a real-ass temple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's like you're a plantation owner, 
And you've got this other plantation that you sometimes fight with. But then there's like this rebellion of slaves coming out of the north. And you're like, come on. We're obviously. You band up fast. We obviously have our price wars. We have our differences. But we both know how to keep those people in their place, right? That's right. That's right. They're, at the end of the day, they have the same goals. So the king of Israel brings together the prophets. I don't know who the fuck these guys are. I don't know if they're God's prophets, if they're what. We're gonna I, get into I do it a little know. bit. It's going to explain more, but well, basically, yes, but the king saying, of Israel is like, "Let me." He, so Jehoshaphat says, "Let's get God's <clears throat> word on this," and the, the king of Israel is like, "Well, fuck! I got tons of prophets. We can divvy this out quick." So he calls yes. in a bunch of prophets. Ahab calls up four hundred men, in fact, four hundred prophets, and asks them, "Hey, should I go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or uh, should I refrain?" And instantly they reply, yeah, go to war. <laughs> yeah. We talked to God. It's fine. You know, they're just like, they, just, they don't even take off their sunglasses. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And Jehoshaphat, seeing all this take place, because I'm guessing it's all happen- unfolding like in the Ahab's courtroom or whatever. Yeah. He says, uh, do you guys not have a prophet that like actually talks to God and shit? Like, what, what, what is this? You know, he's confused. This isn't how we do it in Judah. You know? I, I, I do like, I do like. I love the stage it sets. It's like these prophets walk in. They're like, hey, should I go to war? And they're like, yeah, man, it's fine. And you can just tell Jehoshaphat's like, you guys didn't have to go to your magic room to talk to God? Like, <laughs> you guys that quick? You guys don't yeah, have a these big... These guys are just... I'm, I'm picturing they're drunk as hell. You yeah. know, they've been partying. You don't have a big, comically large red phone that you have to, like, dial and be like, oh, yeah, when I talk to God. He says, yeah, you're fine. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to like, you know, take a spoonful of applesauce and go, here comes the plane and put it in my mouth. You gotta be all weird, you know. You're just gonna instantly know. He's like, "All right, something's off." It, it makes me think of the prophets in like 300 and how they were like the bad prophets. Remember? Oh, yeah. And like you know, Leonidas. Had I mean, the, how Leonidas bad could they the, be? There, they they figured out the perfect job. You know, yeah, tell kids did. what to do, and you know, bang virgins covered in gold. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what do you want? Do what you want. And the money will come. So the king of Israel replies, Ahab, I don't know why I'm saying king. Ahab replies to Jehoshaphat. He says, you know what? There is one prophet left uh, who can talk with the Lord, but I hate him. And he never says anything good to me. Go figure. Right? <laughs> uh, he's always, it's always bad stuff, but his name is Micaiah and he's the son of Imla. Now, uh, record scratch. Where the fuck is Elijah? Yeah. Who uh, knows? Yeah. Like, like, like Jehovah, they're like, hey, do you have like an actual prophet that doesn't like suck dick and he's like all right well there is one prophet named micah whom no one's ever heard of but no he's never been mentioned and yeah again yeah. elijah and elisha both exist at this point it makes <laughs> but, no sense. but he's like but i don't like to go to that prophet he sucks everything he says is absolute horse dick and he's always shitting on me and yeah, yeah it's like it's like whenever you would hang out at the house when we were kids and you're like hey man do you think we can take the canoe out i'm like yeah but and I asked my mom, and and you're like, don't you have like a dad you can ask? And I'm like, yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gonna make us wear life jackets and stop drinking. Yes. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. Uh, so, so sure enough, you know, kind of at Jehoshaphat's prodding, I guess he gets his official. He's like, all right, bring Micah, the fucking party pooper, the guy that actually talks to God. Yeah, we'll hear what he has to say about all this. It, it, to me, it'd be like you're in a group project, and there's the one nerd that's just been warning you all the time, like, guys, you have not sourced any of these documents. We're like, listen, bro, <laughs> we are fucking partying. Get the fuck on board. And, We're the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, should we maybe, like, get with him? And we still have to turn. And it's like, ah, every time with this fucking guy. All right, pull him out of the dungeon. Yeah, take him out of the closet we locked him in. Yeah. So, dressed in their royal robes, Ahab and Jehoshaphat uh, are sitting on the th- on the thrones. In the thresh at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, weird place for them to hang out. But I guess I don't know. You do. I you. mean, they, they're supposed to be at the gate because that's where they deal with travelers and issues. Oh, that's that, right. That's, that's the right. same shit we had. That's with how. The, um, that's how. What's his name? Like fucked up. His uh, Absalom. Absalom. Yeah. yeah. So sure enough, um, all these uh, prophets are ha- hanging out, prophesying in front of them. Uh, Zedekiah, the son of Kenah, had made iron horns, and he declared, This is what the Lord says. With these, you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. So, like, he's making an idol horn-related. Yeah, Again, tying back into that Aaronite stuff we were talking about. Um, fun stuff. So all the prophets are prophesying the same shit. Yeah, you're going to go in and wipe them out and be victorious. It's going to kick ass. So this one messenger finally gets 
to Micaiah. The other the other prophets are all back saying good shit. Other messenger gets to him and, and says, listen, Micaiah, just so you know, when we get back to the king, all the prophets are saying, yes, let's go to war. Please be cool. Yeah. Like, just this once, don't be a fucking dork. Yeah. All right? Hey, man, we don't all say we're going to do it. God. Yeah. yeah. We all say we're going to do it. Just so you know, just so you know what you're getting into, we already had a big, long conversation. All the prophets, you know, said, hey, this is what's going down. Can you just be fucking cool? To me, it's like it's like the one cop that's not a snitch. Like, all the boys are just busting in. They're just shooting up the place. They're like, hey, man, when we go in there, we got to go in front of the judicial. Could you just say that, like, hey, the body cams didn't work? <laughs> I mean, you totally I, – I, obviously, cops are more topical right now. You flub the ball, though. This is obviously a WMDs in Iraq. <laughs> you know, I guess that makes like, sense. This is the last inspector, and they're like, listen, dude, everyone, we're telling everyone we found WMDs. Don't fuck this there up. There is a murder train moving through the cities, just firing <laughs> nukes in all directions. Like, yes, that's, yes. We, this war needs to be justified. And, yeah. I mean, this he, is a way too, actually lines up way too well. He's like so. that one dentist who won't fucking play ball. They're like, God damn it, we done told you, Orbit's gum cures cancer. He's like, I don't I don't know about that. They're like, you're always you. You're always the fucking guy that's got to fuck this up for us. So this dork-ass inspector or dentist or whatever he is in your mind uh, says, listen, all I can do is say what God says, all right? I'm not going to fucking listen to God and then say some lies and get eaten by a goddamn donkey or whatever the fuck happens to those guys. <laughs> like, more to that more to that uh, analogy, it'd be like if you have, like, the one party and you're like, you fucking wrecked the place and then someone sank their car out in the woods and you're like, okay, listen, <laughs> the cops are going to ask what happened. We all said it got stolen by a black guy. You need to oh, fucking, no. you need to you All need right. to stick with it. And the guy's like, I cannot tell a lie. He was drinking and driving, and he got that shit. Like, how? Oh. It was so yeah. easy to lie. All you had to do was play ball. Such a prick. Sure enough, Micah and this messenger get back to the kings, and Ahab asks him, Micaiah, Micah, whatever the fuck your name is, uh, <laughs> shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or not? And he answers, attack and be victorious, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. And the king stops and he says, all right, how many times must I make you swear to tell me the truth in the name of the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd be like, I, what do you want? Like, 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 this is Micah. He's always fucking fucking on me. And then he shows up and the guy's like, yeah, man, you got it. You win. He's like, all right, now I'm doubly concerned. Now I know you're lying. Now I know you're so, fucking lying to me. Micaiah backtracks. He's like, all right, all right, listen, I saw all of Israel's people scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let them go home in peace. So basically he, he, he recants the initial statement. He's like, yeah, you, you got me. God, in fact, does not want you to do this. Well, he doesn't give a shit, but God says you're going to lose this battle. It's not going to go well. well. I think it's kind of like a, a, the, the argument that he's making is like, he's like, should I go to war? And he's like, go to war with what? You don't really have an army. These people are scattered and leaderless. You are not a good king. You are not a good leader. Oh, sure. You know, so it's more metaphorical yeah, than it, an actual. It, it, it's more just like the argument of like, listen, you're not a, you're a shitty fucking king and shitty fucking kings don't win wars. Like you should just keep your shitty little vineyard and hang out. Correct. And so at this point, Ahab turns to Jehoshaphat, right? The king of Judah and says, didn't I tell you about this guy? He's <laughs> a fucking, fucking loser. See this fucking shit I got to deal with every second time? <laughs> he actually does that. Like, I didn't just make that scene up. He turns to Jehoshaphat and says like, that. See, this guy this and, guy's uh, such an asshole. <laughs> Micaiah keeps talking because this guy doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He says, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the multitudes of heaven standing around him on his right and on his left, obviously. And the Lord said... Who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to his death there? Okay, I want to reiterate this because this shit just got crazy. So, uh, Micaiah keeps talking, keeps prophesying, and now we, he literally does a cutscene to heaven where God is standing with his angels and God asks the angels, who is going to help me ruin Ahab's life? All right. right. Who's going to, who's going to entrap this king? <laughs> Yes. He says, how are we going to trick Ahab into dying? Okay. Right. God, ask angels that. I cannot. 
He's like, guys, I want to drive this guys, home. how do we trick this guy? They're like, plant crack on him. And they're like, fucking brilliant. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, one of the angels uh, says, look, uh, I'm going to entice him. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to fuck him up. And God's like, well, okay, I like, we, I like where your head's at, but expound on this. Tell me more, <laughs> dear angel, of how you're going to. I just imagine him. they're all sitting around like a table with like a map of Israel. Like, all right, how do we get these guys? Yep. And and the angel says, it's easy. I'm going to go uh, be a deceiving spirit into the mouths of all the prophets. So now we know why the 400 prophets are spitting that bullshit. Because right? God is making his own prophets lie. And God's angel is being a puppet master to the 400 prophets and make, yes, making them lie. So now we know that even, okay, this is insane. If you keep track now, I don't think what, what, what the Bible is predicating right now, bear with me, is that a, if you, first off, if you see a prophet, you have to immediately determine whether or not he's real by asking him some shit and kill him if he's fake. Right. B, if you don't listen to a prophet who is telling the truth. You are going to be eaten by a lion. C, if you listen to a prophet who's lying and do what he says because you think he's telling the truth, you will be eaten by a lion. And now, D, we have found out that sometimes God sends angels to make the prophets lie. Yeah. Like, there's sometimes there's prophets that do tell the truth, and it's a trick. You know? Like- this is but fucking insanity. All right? This right here is probably the most egregious thing I've run into yet in the Bible, it's- that God is doing this. It, it, it is absurd that God just uses his prophets like puppets, and he's not consistent with it. Prophets lie. Prophets tell the truth. Sometimes prophets aren't talking to God. Sometimes prophets are talking for God. You can't tell the difference. There's no way of knowing. And even God's like, wait a minute, which prophets? What, what are we doing with these guys? We're trying to trick the king into fighting with Ramoth Gilead? Oh, right. Let's... Let's plant let's plant some informers into his ring that are like, like, yeah, man, you should totally try to rob that bank tomorrow when everyone's there. And then, and then here's the craziest fucking part of it all is that God sends a real prophet to the king and tells them about the whole goddamn scheme. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What was the guy from Red Dead Redemption 2? Was it actually Micah? Oh, shit, it was. From... R-D-R-K. Yeah, the one that was like the bad guy. The one that, that was, was a plant a- from the government that was like, yeah, man, you should try to do that shit. You should go to that war. Yeah, Micah Bell. Holy shit, he's based on this character. Yeah, yeah. Except except he's, he's the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, but still, the, the, the concept of like, like God wants to fuck over Ahab, but he isn't man enough to do it himself. He has to try to entrap him. So he decides to send false prophets and then his own prophet to have a disagreement and then somehow also give him up like have Micah be like by the way these prophets are lying for God okay so 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 Ahab from the point of view of Ahab and Jehoshaphat I'm like okay I've got a, a army of prophets and I've got a bunch of prophets saying go to war in Ramoth Gilead and then one prophet that's saying oh yeah God told them to say that cuz it's a trap yeah also real quick Micah is a book of the Bible which is probably who Mike is based on, not this weird Micaiah probably, character. Yeah, Micaiah is not but, similar. But I, I, yeah. I was simply saying that it's the same concept Premise. of yeah, yeah. like a, a government plant, you know? Yeah, 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 indeed. And in fact, yeah, from God in this case, right? So insane, insane that now God is revealing his entire plan as part. Like this is just, uh, it's like an insane heist movie kind of that it keeps revealing these different layers uh, that are hap- unfolding in front of us. So... Micaiah tells him about the whole thing. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, Micaiah's like, by the way, this is all a fucking trap. All these people are liars, but they're liars for God. So, maybe don't feel so bad about it. I don't know. And so, Zedekiah, uh, the one who had made the horns and had been, like, the biggest proponent, the 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 Colin Powell in the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes over and just slaps him in the fucking face. That he does. Uh, which is a boss move. I'll give it to him. Pretty funny. Um, and then uh, the king of Israel, Ahab, says, listen, uh, take Micaiah, send him back to Ammon, uh, the ruler of the city, and to uh, Joash, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says. Put this dude in prison. Give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. So basically, Ahab is going to go to war. He doesn't want uh, 
Micaiah getting some weird last laugh thing. So he's like, you put him in prison until I come back safely from this war. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd be like if there was like one guy who was like, I don't think we should go to war in Iraq. And they're like, I hope you like Guantanamo, bitch. We'll see you when I'll see you when I return. <laughs> this war is going to be so swimmingly. We're in and out. Five minute little adventure. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff happening here. So uh, Micaiah being sent away to prison says, if you return safely, then the Lord didn't speak through me. Mark my words, everyone. Kind of a, a baller move. It, it is kind of a baller move. But like when I get back from this um, war, I will deal with you then. He's like, if you get back to war, then there is no God. <laughs> like, right. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. That's a way better way of phrasing it for sure. Okay. So what happens next? Jehoshaphat, Ahab, saddle up their motherfucking horse. I don't understand why it never calls him Ahab in this story. Have you noticed that? King of Israel versus Ahab. I don't know. I think It some, hasn't used the word Ahab once. This is just slight, but I think part of the context we're supposed to gather from this is he's like, send him back to Joash. Send him back to the kingdom of Ammon where he is going to go back to jail. I think the implication is that Jehoshaphat's like, do you have like one good fucking prophet that you can rely on to tell you what God's word? He's like, yeah, but I locked him up years ago. I guess we, it's yeah, like, like it's like the rock, you know, it's like Sean Connery's character. Like, do we have anyone that can go in there? He's like, ah, there's one guy, but he sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, I would prefer Vin Diesel and triple X. Yeah. Either way. Same, same concept. For sure. So uh, Ahab and Jehoshaphat. So I have to assume, by the way, that Ahab is not the king in this story. There's no way that they would have just said the king of Israel every time. I'm assuming they adapted this from something else and plugged it in here. Well, it is. Regardless. They do mention Jehoshaphat, and Ahab yeah. is not going to be succeeded by his line. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just – maybe it's not I'll, like I'll it's a different king. It's just different writers for the same story. We'll handle that in the recap. I'll, I'll do some research. Right. Okay. So uh, they saddle up their horses, and they're going to go down and enter this battle. So – Ahab turns to Jehoshaphat and he says, listen, I'm going to enter the battle in disguise, but you, you should wear your royal robes. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. You'll be this big, shining gold fucking target and me <laughs> and, you know, and safe, just safe. Everyone's going to know where you are and me. I'm just going to be in there kind of huddled around the back, dressed like a hobo, you know, doing, doing the real dirty work out there. It's like if the prince and the pauper was actually the prince and the prince, and one of them just dressed up like a pauper for no reason. <laughs> you know? it, yeah, there's it, no pauper. There's it, not a pauper. It'd be like if Hitler told his best friend, like, all right, listen, put on this mustache, go down in the bunker. I'm I gonna, mean, that happens. I'm going to go pretend I'm like a French baker or some shit, you know, with these. <laughs> a Brazilian, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Argentinian. Argentinian. I mean, for real, like, it doesn't make sense that he would have the other king play the dupe. <laughs> when he could just have like a regular ass soldier do that, why would why would Jehoshaphat agree to this? Ah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like when Lyndon Bain Johnson was like, "Listen, I'm busy this week. You go to Dallas." <laughs> I know I'm the Texan and I'm from there and everything. But yeah, yeah, but they, they, you really you need to get some FaceTime. And what was George Bush doing there? Never mind. We'll figure <laughs> that out later. That'll be on our next episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, the King of Aram right? Syria, what have you, has his 32 uh, chariot commanders, just like last time, right? This th They were kings last time. Now they've been reduced to commanders. Um, and he says to them, do not, to the, to the commanders, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the motherfucking king of Israel, Ahab. So the, ch the chariot commanders are going along, going along, and they see Jehoshaphat. And all his royal splendor. Right. This is right? like his like shock troopers. This is his special forces team. It's a specific Correct. contingency that their only job is to go in the battlefield, find the king, and kill him. Yeah. Topple the fucking king. The pawns will break. All right. That's a rule. Uh, so they see Jehoshaphat and all his royal splendor, like I said, looking great, looking like a motherfucking king. Yeah. And they're like, there he is. This fucking, uh, he's right there. He's even made it easy for us. Let's get his ass. So they start pursuing him until Jehoshaphat yells out. He's like, right, what is the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, that actually, that's not Ahab's voice. And they realize. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a pawn. It, it's a decoy. Tricked. Now, elsewhere on the battlefield, you know, this, I'm picturing like a Lord of the Rings. Oh, you haven't seen it. Never mind. So anyway, <laughs> 
Anyways, it cuts to another scene. Some dude is just fucking around with his bow and arrow, and a slap arrow flies right in between two pieces of Ahab's armor that he was wearing in disguise. Oops. So the king turns, Ahab turns to his chariot driver. He's like, all right, get us the fuck out of here. I, I, I got I got shot. I've been wounded. I've seen enough. He's, I'm a very brave man. Get me to my bunker. I mean, he took his arrow. He yeah. took an arrow and like some some kings. Um, so he rides back. He's wounded. He gets he's propped up in the chariot. Um, uh, and all day long, the battle rages. He's just sitting there watching the battle from up on high in a safe spot with his arrow in him. <laughs> The blood from his wound, it says, ran onto the floor of the chariot, and that evening he died. Nice. I think, it, it, let's take a moment to digest this. So, Ahab tells Jehoshaphat, I kind of wonder if it was all a plot. Because the whole point is like, Jehoshaphat goes to meet Ahab. They are technically enemies. They are two rival kings. And okay. Jehoshaphat comes to him in like good faith. Like, hey man, what's up? I'm the king in Judah. You're the king in Israel. No reason we got to fight. And... Ahab's like, you know, that's cool that you did that. I do have something that's been on my mind. There's this city, Ramoth Gilead, which I know they're going to fucking defend. Let's yeah. attack it. And like, there's all this, like, this other priest, like, and all these priests are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And there's like one guy's like, I don't think you should. And he's like, no, but fuck that guy. You know, and then by the way, this uh, attack on this city that I brought up that I made such a big fucking deal about, I'm going to hide you dress up as the king for this city assault where I know they're going to defend. It just sounds almost like kind of a repeat of um, Bathsheba incident and Uriah, that he's creating this battle where he's bringing his rival and being like, no, 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 you be the, you know, you're so fucking hot right now. Let me start this war, put you in a position where you will die while I hide, you know, and I guess it kind of backfired, I think is my interpretation of these events. I could see that. That makes sense. What would have been cool is if Jehoshaphat had died too. And then we would have a real analogy going on where, like, you start a needless, another needless, endless war in the <laughs> Middle East, and then suddenly your two towering figures <laughs> get knocked out. Yeah. And then elsewhere in a prison, unrelated, Building 7, a.k.a. Micaiah, just dies <laughs> for no reason. True. It would be Funny, weird. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, da, da, da. what happens next? King dies. Uh the uh, sun is setting and a cry spreads out through the army. Every man to his town, every man to his land. Basically, retreat. Go back to where you're from. Go home. This isn't worth it. It's exactly as Micaiah prophesied. And if you're wondering if there is a god, technically uh, Ahab's blood went onto the floor of the chariot, which was then taken to a river where some dogs licked it up. So technically, technically the dog somehow got a hold of some blood. So it That's all right. They're washing out. the chariot. They're washing the chariot at a pool in Samaria where the hookers bathed, it says, <laughs> and the dogs lick up that blood while they're washing the chariot. What a um, what a fucking loser that his blood got washed up in the same river hookers bathe at. That's not how I want to go out. I mean, I feel Damn like he gentle. was probably hanging out there a lot anyway. Might, <laughs> I know, have, been, I might have been how he wanted to do it. Uh, okay, so yeah, and then the Bible, of course, tells us, if you want to know anything else, go to the Book of Kings, which we're here. So, And by the way, know. he lived in a white house. Yeah. That's right. An ivory white. That's the same thing. Um, okay, let's talk about Jehoshaphat now for a little bit. So he was the son of Asa. He became the king of Judah in the fourth year of Ahab's reign, right? So way back then. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became the king, and he reigned Jerusalem for 25 years until he was 60. Um, his mother's name was Azuba, the daughter of Shilhi, because it's important to keep track of these know. things. I don't feel like we've heard these names before at all. No. Um, in everything, he followed the ways of his father, Asa, and did not stray from them. So he was a good guy. If you remember, Asa was a great king, um, very godly up till the, his, his final breath. Um, he was also at peace with the king of Israel, as we just observed, right? right. Him and Ahab. <laughs> he, almost, he probably almost got, like, sucker punched to death, but he managed to sneak out of there. He famously also uh, rid the land of uh, the rest of the male shrine prostitutes, which is funny because... In Ace's story, it says that he had already done that. So, who knows? how are they multiplied? It must be some kind of like agenda where they're converting people to people. Oh, permits. where they're turning guys into prostitutes? Yeah. Like a pipe, like a, some sort of a pizza restaurant? <laughs> yeah, some kind of. Taking children and whoring them into. Yeah, some kind of ritual, perhaps. Yes. So, Jehoshaphat also built a fleet of trading ships that went to Ophir for gold, but they actually didn't. 
set sail because they wrecked at Ezion Geber. They never got the gold. Real important for um, us to know. If there's any, if there's any budding treasure hunters out there, <laughs> yeah, uh, watch out. So uh, Ahab's son Ahaziah, Ahaziah asked Jehoshaphat if his men could sail with Jehoshaphat's men, and Jehoshaphat said no. I don't know why. Uh, we also know that Jehoshaphat rested with the ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David, his father. Uh, I, I wonder and Jehoram if, succeeded him. I wonder if that whole thing with Jehoshaphat and Asa's son is just because he was like, like the whole thing with the battle. He's like, I thought we'd be cool. And then now I'm dressed up in this goofy. He's like, this doesn't seem right. And there's just like this fucking like seal team six running at him. They're like, Oh, it's not him. All right, forget it. We were here to kill Asa. We thought that was you. This whole, this whole battle really, you almost fucking died, bro. And he's like, I did almost die. That was a lot closer than yeah. I expected. Pretty wild like, shit. I'm done fucking with this guy. <laughs> So Jehoram succeeds Jehoshaphat, Ahaziah succeeds Ahab, um, Ahab, and Ahaziah became the king of Israel in Samaria in the 17th year of Jehoshaphat's reign, which means it was eight. So uh, Ahaziah ruled for eight years with Jehoshaphat. Oh, no, sorry, he didn't, because he only reigned for two years. You mean 18? Because God killed him. Because Jehoshaphat was king for 35 years, and then this yeah, guy yeah, reigned yeah. from 17 for eight more years, and then died? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so Ahaziah only reigned for two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, followed the ways of his father and his mother, um, and of Jeroboam. And, uh, he worshiped Baal and shit. So obviously he got killed, even though he, he needed to get killed anyways, because God promised that he would wipe out Ahab's line. So So uh, we'll probably find out more about that (laughs) next week in second Kings. Hey, I wonder fact, that is if, the first if you were like, if you were taking over the kingdom and your dad was killed and, the, and you're like, yeah. all right, what should I do? And like the prophet's like, just so you're aware <laughs> before you get to, before you start making <laughs> plans, uh, you know, I just want to let you're you not know. You're going to reform the coinage or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, uh, you know that, uh, vegetable garden you grew up with? He's like, yeah, I love that vegetable garden. Like, all right, here's the thing. You're going to die for it. You know, I know you really had nothing to do with it, but just God's way. God likes to kill innocent kids. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and and does yeah often. What is the um? I sometimes I think there's supposed to be a message. Sometimes I think there isn't. I think this is one of the few times where there definitely is a message, and it says don't listen to women. Like yes, well no, that's I think we can we can draw that from pretty much every episode we've had. <laughs> uh, specifically, my Bible talks up the fact that Ahab's greatest sin in this time was listening to his bitch wife and relinquishing his position as the God-given leader of his household. Yeah. I mean, that's wrong. You know, I would never do that. Right. Like, obviously God would never want like your wife to be president and you just to be like off to the side. Yeah. He's going to stop (laughs) that shit. He's going to, he's going to anoint someone to stop them. Indeed. Um, there's definitely a, I think, um, I mean, this is why we don't have women preachers, right? Right. And churches that do are fake. It's not their churches. place. Their place no, is to bear children, maybe through forcible rape, according to the Bible. Yeah. Well, I think. After you kill their it's parents. Not, it's not fair to say women don't have a choice because th- there are two paths available for women. As you said, having children, uh, keeping house, etc. Being eaten by dogs being right. the other path. <laughs> There's the third path, hags. They could just be unmarried hags out in the woods. Oh, uh, like the prophet, like the seer. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't had a good lady seer in a minute. Yeah. You know? We had one really trope. good seer who could talk to ghosts. But other than that, yeah, you know, that's summon- what I'm saying. It's been, that was with Saul. That was a long ass yeah, time ago. Yeah. So that's fun shit. But that's what happens, you know? That it, it does reinforce the idea that the man makes the decisions and the woman shuts the fuck up. Yeah, and if a man isn't making decisions, it's definitely you know. I feel like Ahab plays right into like uh, like the the soy meme, you know. Oh yeah, like the little the, the little soy boy, yeah, a little bit, you know, yeah, so. like the the alt right meme or whatever. You need to ask for a raise. I don't know. Be like, I knew I should have married that dentist. And you're like, oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm going out know. tonight. And it, he's like, when are you coming back? She's like, whenever the fuck I want to. Don't wait up. By the way, I'm dripping in other men's cum. You're like, okay. Let's be real, though. The 
the soy boy in your story is definitely a dentist. <laughs> yeah, he's just she like, should have married a real doctor. Yeah, she should have married a guy who actually could get into medical school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what an episode. What else? Man, I still I can't get over the whole God ploy with the fake prophets and shit. That's funny. What the fuck is that? Funny. Yeah, God does Some work in stuff. mysterious ways. Some would call it kind of like duplicitous and treasonous, but not me. Yeah. Of course. That's technically mysterious. Yeah, technically you mysterious. The old, yeah. the, the old do things uh, completely opposite and opposing to one another. <laughs> mysterious. What I did is I gave my kid medicine and poison. Like, fuck, you are mysterious yeah. as shit, man. You got to play both sides. You got to keep people on their toes. You got to be the good cop and the bad cop when you're God. Right. You armed the rebels bef- and the regime. You know, This is before like the Holy Trinity existed where you could have like the Holy Ghost be the bad cop. He could be like neutral cop. Jesus could be good cop. They have like right. a good balance now. But yeah. back then, he had to do all of it. You, you know? know, this is like when it was just the CIA and they were just had it to do it all. Now you have the NSA and the FBI and, of course, uh, the Mossad. This was before the polytheistic Christian religion came around, spawned out of right. his, uh, Hebrews. Right. So, <sighs> Gotta do it all himself. Is that it? Yeah, I bet that was the main man. reason why it's like it's like those people are like, oh, yeah, I gotta have a son, someone to take over my shop. You're like, that's a fucked up reason, but all right. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like, what if they want to be a... What if I want him something? to die for others? Like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> uh, Can you just hire an worst. assistant? <laughs> the worst. Um, Is that it? You got anything else? Nah, fuck this, man. Fuck this book. All right. Well, if you don't already, follow us on our new Twitter account, at BiblePimps. That's at Bible Pimps Common Spelling. Uh, you can also send us an email, revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Great. So, so, so we're done with the podcast. This is all. I'm going to talk about an unfounded, absolutely bullshit rumor that may or may not come true by the end oh, of this next no. week. I love these. But I have heard a rumor that a bunch of male prostitutes are about to start coming out of the woodwork <gasps> to accuse yeah. Senator Lindsey Graham of being a big old fuckboy. Yep. Yeah, apparently uh, the story is... This is all rumor. This, se- we, this is allegedly. This, yeah, this is yeah, from this Twitter. Is all alleged. There is a sex worker who says that, or someone who works with sex workers, that says every single male sex worker they know has a story about Lindsey Graham. All of them. So let's... Prolific. Let's, let's guess what those stories are. What do you think Lindsey Graham does to other men? Witnesses to them. The Bible. <laughs> He just he just goes to each prostitute. He's like, "Listen, man, I gotta tell you about how the Holy God gave His only begotten Son to save your sin." Okay, honestly, and then he snorts it off talk. their boner. <laughs> real talk, though, how wild would it be if like complete, compelling evidence, video footage came out that showed, yes, in fact, he was just going and like preaching the gospel. That would to be funny as pro- shit. Like paying them for their time. That would be that would be the most amazing thing ever. Like it's just it's just it's just <laughs> shitty fucking hidden cam footage of Lindsey Graham underneath a bridge on his knees praying that they come to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and paying them for their time. Paying for them for like their time. Guy. He's like, man, what if he just was totally a good guy? Yeah. <laughs> You know, what if he was just totally a good guy? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be just the craziest fucking thing? It's just Lindsey Graham just like ripping off his clothes and just being like, I swear to God, please, you've got to get into heaven. No, he fucked those boys. Yeah. <laughs>